what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to Episode 7, Volume 3 of the Fantasy Formula, the white hot podcast taking the world by storm. Ladies and gentlemen, I have special, special news today. We've got uh, a man that you all have come to know and love. He's been here. This makes his third appearance on the Fantasy Formula, and we're glad to have him back He's the real estate mogul of Hickory, North Carolina. He's your man. He's Hank Eimer. Appreciate it, Chad. Glad to be back. Hank, it's good seeing you over here across from me today, and it's good not having Addison to the right of me. Um, before we jump into to, uh, the starting lineups for the Fantasy Formula, Hank, how's your team doing so far? I got to say, it's been kind of rough. Rough year. A little bit of rough. Okay. A little bit of roughage, yes. <laughs> a little bit of roughage. <laughs> Let me just give a quick rundown, and then we'll be back back on track. Yes, sir. Uh, week one, um, got Peyton Manning. Throws up a wow. 70. Wow. He throws up a 70. Yes. I mean, how much, uh, you start your game with a 70, and there's you, no chance of losing. You're already considering it a W. Like, Bingo. Boom it's, boom, it's a W. I mean, what am I going to score? 120, 130, 140? Right. I, I hit 140. That's got to be a W, Hank. W. Right. LT Thompson. Our commissioner. Oh, wow. Commissioner and a fantasy formula podcaster. Absolutely. Yes. He comes back with 170. Oh, wow. So bad beat. Bad beat. Mark, chalk that one up to a bad beat. Yes. Bad beat. Okay, so I always live with the motto that you can take a bad beat. You can only take one, maybe two a year. Mm-hmm. Two a year. Tops. Tops. Tops, yes. Okay. Week two, fly by, go through the steel curtain, Russell Coley. Goes Easy down. win. Easy, Easy win. win. <laughs> so now we come to this week, okay? Facing Josh Elder, guy on a buffalo. Champion from last year. Champion from last year. Mm-hmm. He's got a decent team, but not putting up big numbers. So we go into Monday's game. He's got a little bit of a lead on me. By a little bit, I mean 87 to 27. Okay? <laughs> Just a tad. Just a little bit Just of a lead. Just a tad. Mm-hmm. I've got Peyton, who I like, and Eric Decker. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Both strong performances Monday night, Hank. Strong. And yeah. he's got a Denver running back who did nothing. Okay. No Sean. No Sean Marino. Yeah, gotcha. So I'm watching this game, and I said, the only way I can win this game is if Peyton freaks out again and gets Decker involved. First drive, march down, touchdown. Touchdown, Decker. Decker. Woo! So you're smiling. You're happy right now. My 57 went. I'm, my 27 went to 57 real quick. Very nice. I said, hey, we're going. We're going to work through this one. Yes. Right? By the first half, I was down 80 to 87. Striking distance. Striking distance. Yes. You're How there. wouldn't I come back? Right. Okay. This is going to be, you're feeling really comfortable right now. Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. We get some movement. We're mm-hmm. going down the field. Third quarter comes. I'm down by one. Okay. Moreno makes a couple, I mean, no, Sean makes a couple mm-hmm. moves. Mm-hmm. He gets up to 91.4. Okay. Third quarter comes. Okay. Comes to an end. And I look over. Peyton's backup's warming up. They're up by 20. Yes, I yes. said, don't you dare put that guy in. <laughs> don't you do that to me. Don't you dare do that. <laughs> he comes back in the game, marches down the field. We're on the six. We're going in. All I need him to do is to throw a touchdown pass, 
fumble. Sack and fumble. I recall this play. Yes. Sack and fumble. Yeah. Okay. You don't you don't really remember these plays throughout the week and how they affect you, but twelve o'clock on Monday <laughs> night, I remember it very well. And when that game ended, Chad, they ran the ball. Okay, so the last series, Peyton comes in. Hillman runs the ball twelve yards. Mm-hmm. He gets it again sixteen yards. Yes. He gets it again eleven yards. What are you down at this moment? Are you still down? I'm down point nine of a point. <laughs> point nine tenths of a point. Point nine tenths. Now, I, now, granted, that fumble would have given me the victory. I see. I am still. I am cheering that <laughs> Oakland, my 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 team. Yes. Gets a stop. <laughs> right. I need a third down with a minute fifty to go. Mm-hmm. Gets under that minute and a half mark. Right. They get one more run in. Kneel it out. Point nine of a point. I was hoping that I, I stayed up for another thirty minutes, hoping that there was a stat correction. correction yes, <laughs> the, the 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 hated stat correction. In your case, you wanted that stat correction, but wow, Hank, that's just shooting this fantasy football dude. It'll make you stay up till one thirty. Sometimes it's good results. Sometimes it's terrible results. And on this Monday night, unfortunately for your team, sir, it was a terrible result. Two bad beats. Two bad beats. That means hopefully you're in the clear. No more bad beats for the rest of the year, right? I like it. You like that optimism? Like right on. It. All right, buddy. Well, a uh, tough, tough start for Hank and also a tough start for uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt over here. I am 2-1 and one in uh, our Hickory League. But in my Raleigh League, I fall to 1-2, and two, put up 57 points for the whole day. I mean, we're talking about Yikes. bad. This team is bad. Drafted Ray Rice first, Steven Jackson second, both out with injuries. Third-round pick, Randall Cobb, lays an egg. Fourth-round pick, Dwayne Bowe, got .9 tenths of a point. Basically, so my top four uh, round selections of the draft, I think I got 3.9 points out of my top four. That is, that's tough to come back from there, Hank. The other Hickory League I'm in, I'm, uh, I've been a previous champ two years in a row. I made the finals at least six years. This is the league that I really dominate. Mm-hmm. I'm 0-3 for the first time in my life. Wow. This is this, – listen to this team, too. We're, we're going to move forward here, but I just want to give you this team. Matt Stafford, starting quarterback. Doug Martin, starting running back. This is my weak point here. My RB2 is Doug Wilson. I mean, uh, David Wilson. Yikes. Terrible year. Wide receivers, Dez Bryant, Demarius Thomas, Hakeem Nix, Tavon Austin. I'm loaded, and I am 0-3. 0-3. So, anyway, I'm hoping the two bad beat – Think uh, strategy that you mentioned before. I hope that applies to me because week one bad beat, week two bad beat. Last week just got my my doors blown in. So anyway, hopefully week four will be good for both of us, Hank. I hope so. All right, buddy. With that said, let's roll right into the breaking news. Breaking news injury report uh, segment of our show. We'll jump in here with the Arizona Cardinals first and foremost. So right now for the Arizona Cardinals, as I scan their injury report, it looks like Rashard Mendenhall, who's been a little bit banged up, is probable for this week. They've got a couple other, a couple more running backs in that backfield now. A dude named Andre Ellington. You know, have you seen this guy? This guy runs hard. I can see him maybe getting some more carries, taking them from Rashard. Right now, Rashard is a little bit of a, a kind of a pedestrian back. He'll make give you sixty to seventy yards and a touchdown, but his ceiling is very limited where Ellington's is wide open. The other big news out of uh, Arizona, Larry Fitzgerald uh, uh, dinged up, 
but it looks like he did play last week, and he's expected to play this week as well. So good news for Fitzgerald owners. We'll roll down to here the Atlanta Falcons uh, on the injury report. We still are seeing Steven Jackson. He's going to be out for another three weeks. Hank, I don't know if you saw who replaced Steven Jackson. We had a Jacquez, Rogers, and a Snelling both produced last week. Who would you rather have running back right now uh, to replace uh, Steven Jackson? You know, I, I think those two backs, they've been known to do a lot of by committee, mm-hmm. you know, in the past. And so I, I think if you're going to pick either one of them, I, I don't like either one of them, you know, starting for you. But I think Snelling has the most familiarity in the system. Right. And so if I were going to choose one, maybe, you know, maybe Matt Ryan feels more comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can look at him on paper and be like, hey, this is the guy. Right. I think you got to look at it as which one is the team going to feel more comfortable with, and that's going to be Snelling. And maybe as your flex play, Snelling is a goal line back, too. He gets all the goal line carries. He got a touchdown last week. I like Snelling a, a tad more than Jacquez Rogers too. They give Rogers the ball between the 20s. They give Snelling the ball goal line and in, and he can catch the ball in the backfield, too. So, yeah, so I like Snelling. I'd start Snelling as a flex. if I've, I've, I'm desperate. I'd start him for sure. Uh, also, big thing about Roddy. What is going on with Roddy White now? Okay, everyone drafted him probably top third, third, third or fourth round. Roddy, I know he's got the high ankle sprain, but he's playing. But Matt Ryan doesn't even look his way. It's like he's a decoy or something. He had three targets last week. Three targets. Right. Julio Jones having a big year, but Roddy White. Do you bench Roddy White right now? Can you start him? Is he even startable? Well, I mean, you know, I think the first two in three weeks are, you know, you got to let it shake out. You yeah, know? I mean, exactly. the David Wilson thing, we'll talk about that. And I right. think it's going to shake out. But he better start doing something because, you know, Jones is really being the premier back. Mm-hmm. And he, like you said, he's going to be the decoy. And when you have Jones producing, you have, you know, somebody catching the ball out of the backfield and you have um, uh, Gonzalez. Gonzalez there, too. There's no need for that fourth one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I, I'm holding on to Roddy White. I drafted him in one of my leagues, and uh, he's been on my bench the last two weeks. I'm going to, to hold strong, hope, hoping that Matt Ryan starts looking his way more. So we'll soon, we'll soon find out in week four. Next up, Baltimore Ravens injury report. The big one here, Ray Rice. Man, everybody drafted him first round. He was out last week. Bernard Pierce filled in for him. Played pretty good. Uh, Ray Rice says he can go, but he is still questionable. I think they keep him out one more week, Hank. Um We'll just have to see. We'll just have to see what goes down because I need Ray Rice desperately, and I know a lot of other Ray Rice owners needs him, need him as well. Buffalo Bills looking pretty good there, except the big one that's on the uh, injury report here is the C.J. Spiller. This is, our, uh, this is a comment from Coach Doug Marone. He indicated on Monday's practice that he believes that Spiller out with the quad will be fine, but he is just not positive that he will start. Now, that's questionable. That's coming right from the coach. Right. So you're a Spiller owner. Are you how are you feeling right now? Not he is good. not he has not started out the year that everybody thought he would. No, and he has not. And so I'm a little bit nervous, especially with this indecisive use of him. Um, you know, Fred Jackson produced last oh, week man. a little he, bit. He looked good, dude. Yeah, and this is exactly what happened to Spill to Fred Jackson last year. Got hurt, Spiller came in, and Jackson didn't see the field. True. So if Spiller spends another week and it keeps going in and out like this. Fred Jackson, if he's playing well, is going to take a lot of time. And for an uh, owner like me who mm-hmm. took him early, right. that's hard to it's, swallow. It, it'll, it'll kill you. Yeah. If your first and second round picks don't produce even half of the level that you expected, they're putting up 
three points, four points? One point this week. One point. From Spiller. Wow. Yeah, Spiller owners, hang in there, man. It's got to get better. Hopefully it won't get worse. Uh, next up, we've got the Panthers injury report. Everybody looks pretty good for the Panthers. We'll roll on. Uh, Chicago Bears, pretty good. Only thing I see here, Brandon Marshall, um, his back's been bothering, but his back bothers him every week. He's probable. I won't even worry about him. Cincinnati Bengals, this is interesting. On their injury report, Giovanni Bernard, the rookie running back sensation, having a great first three games of the season. He's electric. He brings a spark to the offense. He went out with a hamstring. He's probable, but keep your eyes on hamstrings, especially for young backs they say once you injure it one time it was hard to heal completely you can continue to injure it so you Giovanni Bernard owners and I know you're probably starting him as flex keep your eyes on this injury Cleveland Browns next on the injury report everybody looking good you got a Brandon Whedon report he was inactive last week and the way his replacement uh Hoyer played I don't think you'll see Brandon Whedon again. No. You know, he's, it's probably over for him in Cleveland. Hopefully, maybe he'll pick up for another team next year, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Dallas Cowboy injury report, the big one here. Miles Austin is questionable. Third hamstring injury in third, three years. I read this interesting thing about him. They say when you hurt it the first time, your hamstring, it can, it will heal, and it takes a little time, but it'll heal relatively fast if you do it a second time it takes a longer time to heal and it's never as strong as it was previous the third time they said if you injure your hamstring three times in a short period of time you might want to hang it up for a while until like months because it will continue to to tear on you right so anyway miles austin fans he this is the third time in two years so you guys watch him definitely uh next up denver broncos i think everybody's good there champ bailey for the defense was out another week in street clothes he wants to try to play next week keep your eyes open eric decker probable he had a banged up shoulder a little bit but he'll be he'll be ready to go came back in exactly uh detroit lions injury report here we go this one's pretty interesting nate burleson all right so he's coming back from the field uh from the 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 play the stadium or whatever purchased two pizzas Got him in this passenger side car, driving home, right? Leans over to I, maybe get a slice out of the car. You've done that before, Hank, hey, right? I know that. I've done that before, too. Reaches in there, loses control of the car, hits a median, breaks his arm. That's, I'm not <laughs> laughing. I'm not laughing at his injury. Oh, I'm it's, just, you can't write this stuff. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is unbelievable stuff, guys. Uh, so he's diagnosed. <laughs> that's, that's great pizza. <laughs> that's a real good pizza. Really good pizza. So two broken bones in his left arm. He's going to undergo surgery, actually, as we speak right now, 930 on a Wednesday morning. And he is in surgery. They're not going to put him on the IR. They're going to hope maybe that he can come back by playoff time, week 13 or playoffs. This means Ryan Broyles owners, okay? You might, a couple people drafted him. I drafted him. And he's done nothing. But now with Burleson out, right. okay, Ryan Broyles might step into the mix. So keep your eyes open. Also, very interesting, Reggie Bush, he was inactive for last week. He says he can play, but the way that – Joke Bell or whatever that dude uh, played last week. My gosh, they might let Reggie Bush rest another week because right. this guy is legit. Right. Yeah, I think a touchdown over a hundred per- all-purpose yards. That guy is. I'm hoping not. Reggie you ever, Bush. Oh, is on you my got team. Reggie Bush too. So Spiller, know. Bush. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But I mean, you know, I, I agree with you. Why would you rush somebody, especially if you're a playoff team or right. a possible playoff right. team? If they, if you're getting it done, your team's getting it done. Sure. Why and, play him? And Bush always seems to kind of 
stay injured. You know, yeah. so if you get one more week of rest, yeah. it might help him a little bit. All right, moving on. Green Bay Packers injury report right now. Uh, some big names on there. James Starks, everybody's number one waiver wire acquisition last week, had 14 carries for 55 yards, but he went out with a knee injury. They MRI today. We'll see how it is. But James Starks, running back, hurt. You got your Eddie Lacy, concussed, running back hurt. So the new dude, Jonathan Franklin, steps in the mix. He's a rookie out of UCLA. He goes 13 carries for 103 yards and a touchdown. Green Bay's got a bye this week. Maybe those running backs get healthy. But if not, Jonathan Franklin, someone to keep your eyes open. Uh, open on uh, J- Jermichael Finley, he, whoo, he took a lick in that game. Concussion for him. He's out. I, he's questionable for next week. Having a pretty good year. I don't know, man. That that was a really bad hit he took. Um, that wraps up Green Bay. Houston, next up, Andre Johnson. Okay, wide receiver. He's got a messed up shin. This is what his coach, um, what's this, Gary Kubiak says. Andre is doing better. He did, did come out okay. All the x-rays are fine. It's just a matter of working him back through it. Probably a day-to-day process. I think the injury to your shin is really painful. Right. So he's going to have to try to play through the pain. And Andre Johnson's a pretty tough fellow, man. You ever walked around at night and knocked your shin on the bed? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> yes, I have. My little girls down. leave these, like, baby doll carriages. And so I'm walking, you know, walking to the bathroom, boom, and I'll ran smack into one. Take it. Take it straight. <laughs> straight Andre, down to Chinatown, I right down there. I understand, bud. I understand. <laughs> Yeah, Take your time. There you go, Andre. Hope we see you soon. Watch out for them baby doll characters. <laughs> uh, Aaron Foster, banged up a little bit, but probable to play. And Ben Tate, probable. Next up, Indianapolis Colts injury report. Their wide receivers are banged. Three-star wide receivers, Reggie Wayne, Darius Hayward Bay, and your man T.Y. Hilton, yep. all pro- questionable to probable for next week's game. Reggie Wayne's shoulder, Hayward Bay's shoulder, Hilton groin. Andrew, look, I ain't got nobody to throw to out there, man. I, I bet they will all play, but maybe at about 85%. Yeah, it, won't, you know? it won't be good for the Colts this week. Yeah. I, I mean, it will not be. Maybe a big dose of Trent Richardson and Ahmad Bradshaw. Yep. Maybe it's not. We haven't even talked about that yet. The big trade. Big trade. What do you think about that trade? Well, I think, I think it's going to help the Colts tremendously. Yeah. I mean, I think that – I mean, I, I, I don't know if it was – um, you know, I, I think people had big sides that they wanted to stand on. But, mm-hmm. I mean, when you watched Indianapolis play last night and watch how they added both of them in the running game, yeah. I think that that's going to be awesome. I know you, you got to think that Luck is saying, I just hit the jackpot. Luck is happy as a lark right now. He's got Trent to bang him. Trent can catch out of the backfield, too. And I'm honoring for 100 yards last week. And he ca- he's great third down back. I mean, if they get those receivers healthy, Luck's going to have just a slew of weapons, so you know he's very happy. Uh, Jaguars uh, injury report, who cares, <laughs> who cares, who cares? <laughs> MJD did show up. He was out with or had an ankle problem issue, issue last week. He did play 19 carries, 43 yards, and a touchdown. But, man, this team is horrendous. Let's move on. Miami Dolphins looking pretty good. Mike Wallace probably has got a little groin issue. He'll play, though. No worries there. Minnesota Vikings looking okay. Uh, New England. All right, let's talk about New England. Everybody either loves or hates the Patriots. I'm one of the guys that hates the Patriots. Uh, Danny Mendola still out with his groin. He's doubtful for next week. I don't think he'll play. I think they'll wait, him an- wait another week because Gronkowski, they're saying he's going to play this week, Hank. Do you – if let's say he's th- he, they say he's going to start or play. He might not start but play. Do you automatically put him into your fantasy lineup? I mean, is he a must-start? You don't know how many carry or uh, 
touches he'll get, but do you put him in? Well, it depends. It depends on who you have. I mean, I think if you have a um, Gonzalez or you know, so one of those cats that every week is going to get ten. Yeah, and I don't put him in yeah. right now. I've got Myers from the Giants. Yeah, I got. I've got him too. Who's rolling with about one two points a week? <laughs> yes. I'm throwing in Gronk <laughs> like he's a you know a five star right player. So I think it depends on who you have, but. I think Brady needs him. I mean, are we are we surprised that Amendola's hurt? Are we? I mean, no, they, everybody said everyone that. I mean, predicted we knew that he was going to come in there and get hurt. Yeah, and um, he doesn't have the durability of Walker. But uh, to your point, you throw Gronk in if you if you don't have a great option, you throw that guy in and watch him. He will score. Brady it, will ex- make him exactly, score exactly because with Brady, the way Brady's been acting toward his receivers, cussing them, they come off, they throwing water bottles at him and stuff. He's so excited to have Gronk back, even if Gronk only plays ten snaps or twelve snaps. He'll if they're in the red zone, he'll get a touchdown. Get I mean, that's one. almost a guarantee. So, Gronk owners, you, you, your lucky day. He's going to play on Sunday. Play New Orleans Saints next up on the injury report. Okay, let's see here. We've got a little bit of – this is some news. Mark Ingram, okay, that's the running back. Sure. Did you draft him? I did not. Will drafted him in our Hickory League. Anyway, I know he got drafted probably around 8 to 10. Everyone thought this might be his year to shine, get goal line carries. Saints offense is prolific. You know, he's going to get a lot of touches. Well, he was inactive last week. They didn't even, he didn't even suit up to play. There's trouble there. There's trouble there. He's got a banged-up toe, but if you're inactive, he played the last two weeks. He's listed as questionable this week. Ingram owners, it might be time to cut bait. You know, I think maybe you drop him and pick somebody else up on the waiver wire because right. if you're inactive in week three and it's just a small toe injury, there's some other stuff behind the scenes. Also, Marcus Colson probable for next week. No problem there for the Saints. Okay, New York Giants. Here we go. Hakeem Nicks drafted a lot of people's wide receiver two, possibly a flex. Did not record a single catch or a single ball thrown his way. I mean, and they were down big. You would think Eli – Come on, you got Hakeem Nicks on the outside. Throw him a target. Give him a target. Not one target. What could? What do you think about that? Is that the Giants just stink? I mean, is Hakeem Nicks in the doghouse? What's going on there, Hank? Well, I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. Is that they stunk Sunday? Yeah. I'm not going to say that they're. I mean, they're Super Bowl champs. They're going to shake it yeah. off. There. Yeah. I, I do feel like that that team uh, more than most is. You know, Manning is going to get them settled down. I don't think he dislikes Nick, uh, Hicks. I think that they just got shut down, and mm-hmm. they all played like doo-doo. Yeah. And for us, it was to our benefit because it was against the Carolina Panthers. But I don't think that he's necessarily – I don't think you just say, hey, we're done here because Manning's going to get his, and for Manning to get his, he's going to need Nick's. Yeah. I did read, and this is a little birdie told me about this, that before the game, Hakeem Nix was having some personal issues that were undisclosed. So maybe – his head maybe just wasn't right, right, you know, and that happens like Spiller that opening week. They said he had some personal issues going on with his right. family. Maybe the same thing for Nick's, but not a target, not a catch. That's just not normal for Look Akeem Nick. Look at how deep you're getting. Hey, Look dude. at how deep not you're for, getting. Hey, come People on. Are telling you things. Hey, man, inside stuff right here. Chad East reporting live. <laughs> uh, New York Jets next on the injury report, Hank. We've got uh, Chris Ivory. All right. Stay there. <laughs> Chris Ivory banged up. Jets are not counting on Ivory. Here's a quote from ESPN to make a quick return from his hamstring injury. Remember, Hank, beginning of the year, Bilal Pal. Hey, I'll stand behind him. I drafted him. I will. Yes. I will you start. You can start that dude. Easily. I will sit here and say that I said on this show, Chris Ivory, Ivory would be gone by week three. Gone by week three, and he is gone. Boom. And now. 
Now who's laughing? The fantasy Nostradamus. <laughs> his prediction comes true. Bilal Powell. Hey, man, you could start him. As, he ran for 100 yards last weekend. RB2, uh, flex play for sure, but I put the Jets are a little bit better than everybody thought. Yeah. They're running the ball. They are. You know, so he's a must start for me. Uh, other thing I wanted to mention, Stephen Hill is the wide receiver. For the Jets, he caught three balls for 108 yards, including a 51-yard touchdown in the win over Buffalo. Let's don't sleep on Stephen Hill. I'm not saying it's time to pick him up, but uh, this Geno Smith dude looks like he can get rid of the ball. I mean, he's making some smart plays. San Antonio Holmes had a huge day. Stephen Hill had a huge day. Just keep them on the radar. I'm not saying pick them up. They're no Jaguars. Yeah, they're no Jaguars. A little bit better than the Jaguars, so just keep your eyes on them. Next, for the Oakland Raiders, y'all watch the Monday night game. Hank, this is your team. Terrell Pryor, to me, a year ago, I would have told you Terrell Pryor would never step on the field as a starting quarterback in the NFL. This guy looks pretty good. He looks like the most athletic guy on the field, first and foremost. He also makes good decisions in the pocket, like he'll step up at the right time. He just seems to know what he's doing out there. I was impressed. How many times during that Monday night game did they say that was an NFL quarterback throw? They did say that many times. really pushing the Mm -hmm. fact that he was making great throws, and I agree with you. I never would have thought, and when they said that he was the number two for Oakland as an Oakland fan – I, I was disgusted. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, really disgusted. And did you see the chart that they threw up? The 15 quarterbacks that have started for Oakland since they won the championship in 03? 15 quarterbacks? Yeah, that, I, don't, I didn't see that chart. The championship? But oh, it was. Oh, it was. Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, it was horrible. And, Ooh. you know, to see Pryor playing the way he did was awesome. So, I mean, as a Raider fan, you're happy. Great. Okay, yeah. good, good. I mean, if, if the league is going to transition into this ty- style of play, right. I mean, why would we want, you know, to go any other direction? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, the injury report related to Rail Pryor, Hank, uh, you know, he went out with a concussion. He, he tweeted, I guess he said he didn't remember. He said, like, what happened during the game? I don't really remember. So, pretty, he took a, a tough shot. I think that was maybe in the third or fourth quarter because Matt Flynn came in to relieve him. Yeah. Uh, but I think he'll be okay. I mean, he'll be able to play moving forward, I believe. Yeah, My, run with Pryor's over now. <laughs> <laughs> right. The thing I was not kind of, well, kind of concerned for Derek McFadden owners, <clears throat> he did throw for a touchdown. He got a touchdown late. Besides those that he did nothing, no. you know, and he's their playmaker. He's their like explosive back. Do they give him the ball enough? Do they include him enough in the offense? What, what do you think they need to do something else with their offense to get him and get him going? I think they do. I mean, I, I don't think they gave him the ball enough. And the, unfortunately for McFadden, he's got another running back in the backfield and it's Terrell Pryor. That's so, good point. You know, there. when good he, point. you know, they have the option of saying, let's just have him keep it. So I think for, you know, the Darren McFadden owners, you got that rough combination, but they do need to involve him more. And yeah. for if Pryor's out another week, I guarantee he gets more catches. I mean, touches with Flynn. Very true. And I liked when they did set him up to throw the pass. I mean, he remember that offense he ran in Arkansas? He would throw it, you know. I mean, he yeah. would. So That was a great touchdown pass. Oh, it was did wonderful. It was? I mean, it they was should great. be more creative with him. I mean, he's got a lot of a great skill set. They should use it. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. All right, this is pretty big news on the injury report for Philadelphia Eagles. LaShawn McCoy, he messed his, he tweaked his ankle, and he will pray. He didn't practice Monday. He did practice Tuesday, but he's questionable for the game. And Michael Vick, he a little banged up too in his last game with an 
ankle. Right. Didn't practice Monday, but he did practice Tuesday. So keep your eye on him. I know you're starting McCoy and Vic, all you owners. So that's big, big news in Philly. Uh, we'll breeze through these next ones. Pittsburgh Steelers, big news there. Le'Veon Bell, the rookie running back, has not been able to play with his foot injury the first three weeks. Head coach Mike Tomlin reiterated Tuesday in parentheses. He says, Le'Veon Bell will play. I don't know how many carries that will be, maybe eight, maybe 12. But, buddy, they need him badly. They need all the help they can get in that backfield. Hands so hands on deck. Exactly. It's kind of like win or get the hell out of town because they are 0-3, and they haven't started 0-3, I want to say, in I don't even know how long it's been, maybe 12, 15 years. So, anyway, they need Le'Veon Bell. Heath Miller, good to see him back. He came in, Coming back from the ACL, he played a few snaps last week. So, uh there you go for the Pittsburgh report. San Diego Chargers looking good. Eddie Royal uh, banged up wrist. Only two catches for uh, 34 yards. He is probable to play. No worries there. San Francisco D. I won't, I'm San Francisco 49ers. I won't spend a lot of time here, but their defense was one of the, the first pick defenses. Might be right behind Seattle. Right. Listen to who's hurt for them. Patrick Willis banged. Don't know if he can play. You've got uh, Alden Smith. Checked himself into rehab. for eight. He's gone for at least a month. They've got another cornerback. Um, I can't remember his name, Eric Reed. He got concussed last week. He's their starting safety. Justin Smith, their other great defensive lineman, he's out with a shoulder. So, anyway, their defense is banged up badly. So, everybody starting San Francisco 49ers defense. Indianapolis Colts made them look foolish at San Fran last week. So, man, something just to pay attention to. The other big news, Vernon Davis did not play last week. Uh, keep your eye on him. That y'all, that San Francisco, especially Colin Kaepernick, they need Vernon Davis, dude. They really do. Think about their other offensive weapons, wide receiver wise. You got Anquan, but who else do you have? Patton. Patton I, he, I don't even know if he got a catch last week. So anyway, just Vernon Davis. You need to get back for for the Forty ers too, especially for Kaepernick. Uh, Seattle looking good, no problem there. The Rams, little bit of trouble for Chris Givens. Oh, and Daryl Richardson. This was pretty big news. Daryl Richardson, running back, uh, was hurt. Two weeks ago, said he was going to be able to play. Plays one play, re-injures his foot. Isaiah Pede steps in and fills the role. St. Louis's offense last week really stunk it up. But Richardson says he'll be able to play, but he's listed as questionable. Chris Givens probably has the wide receiver there at St. Louis. Uh, next up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Big news. Breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. This is hot off the wire, Hank. Josh Freeman. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 0-3. Josh Freeman is their quarterback. Bench today. Coach announced Mike Glennon, rookie quarterback, will start for Tampa Bay next week. I don't even know how to respond. Rookie running – well, a quarterback from NC State. I mean, no experience. Josh Freeman was, you know, supposed to be the man there. They give him three weeks. Now he's on the bench. Glennon takes over. What does this do for Doug Martin, Vincent Jackson, Mike Williams? I mean, are owners of these guys scared out of their minds now? I would be. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, it is not – the Glennon sighting is not good because they are going to come after him. And so, I mean, it may be – you know, I mean, who would have thought Terrell Pryor would have made the strides that he had? So, I mean, maybe this this fresh look, maybe they're doing it to get Freeman, Freeman back fired on up, track yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But maybe this is – maybe he's going to respond well. But I got to tell you – it doesn't look good. Yeah, this you is know? bad news. This is not good news for them. So sure. I, I would think that um, if you are owner of, especially a wide receiver, Martin's going to get the ball. Martin's going to do his stuff. Line's going to do their thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be much of a, a question for him. If you have a wide receiver on that team, 
Hmm. You see, I've got Vincent Jackson. I'm worried sick. Yeah. I am worried sick. Vincent Jackson, I mean, he'll go the in the underneath routes and stuff, but he likes to go deep too. Glennon's got a great arm, but Glennon has been a pro for less than five months. You know, you compared him to Terrell Pryor. Well, Terrell, Terrell Pryor at least got to sit on the bench and observe. Right. They're throwing this dude right to the Lions. I am concerned. I, I'm, I'm rooting for him because he's a state guy. It's going to be a little bit quicker for him in there. Yeah, exactly. A li- <laughs> the ACC versus NFL, a little bit different kind of game. So, anyway, good luck, Glennon. Vincent Jackson owners, we'll talk about y'all in a little bit because we're worried. Uh, Tennessee <laughs> Titans looking okay. Nothing there. Washington Redskins, uh, RG3 wants to run the ball more. His comment last week, they're 0-3. He wants to get more involved in the offense. The coaches are still very hesitant to do that because they need RG3. If he's running around crazy, takes another lick. Could be a long year. All right, buddy. So that wraps up injury report and breaking news segment. Good work there. Let's roll right into the Fantasy 45, the fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football. Hank, we're going to start in St. Louis. It's the Thursday night tilt, 830. Uh, San Francisco coming off that big, big defeat to the Colts. Plays St. Louis. Right now, Las Vegas has the number set. St. Louis is home, but they are a dog at home. Plus three. Total is 42. Any fantasy standouts here for you in this game? Well, the 49ers, if they're going to be the team that they were last year or prove that Kaepernick is a quarterback that he thinks he is right. and, you know, and should be, they've got to come in there and just curb stomp these guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the problem with this is is that a home dog, I, I, I mean, that's, that's a tough one to follow. But if they're going to do it, I think that Kaepernick's going to come in here. He's the kind of guy that's going to get kind of fired up, and I like that about mm-hmm. him. And I, I feel like he's got to make this game a statement game with Vernon Davis, without Vernon Davis. Right. This is going to be the day to do it. So if there's a time to take a home, do- you know, I mean, to to take the 49ers, I'd take them. Yeah, because I like him, um, and I think that they're still doing a little bit of figuring out what's going on in San Francisco. Sure, I mean in uh, St. Louis. In St. Louis, yeah. So I, I think you know, I think San Francisco is going to come out of this with a win. Yeah, I'm with you, man. San Francisco. Actually, I read this yesterday. Uh, Kaepernick got a tweet. A lot of people are all over him, like "You suck, dude. You stink." Blah blah. blah. He is fired up, and he wants to prove these naysayers wrong. Right. I lean San Francisco too. They're playing at St. Louis. St. Louis got the dome. They play good on this turf. St. Louis played terrible last week. They uh, played the Cowboys and I think the score was like I'll give you some stats real quick 27 to 7 or something god awful um let me try to find them here real quick there they are 31 to 7 Sam Bradford he threw the ball 48 times their run offense was uh non-existent 240 and a touchdown Isaiah P 20 yards carrying Chris Gibbons 54 yards receptions no Tavon Austin in that game so I'm going to go with you uh Hank I'm going to say San Francisco does cover that minus three maybe a closer game maybe a touchdown type of game but I'm going to lean over and normally in this situation, I would say under with San Francisco on the road, but I'm going to lean over. Kaepernick gets it together. Vernon Davis shows up. St. Louis gets their um, their offense in kind of rolling again because they fell off last week. So let's go San Francisco minus the three and over over the 42. Next up, a game of two 0-3 teams. The Minnesota Vikings play host to the Pittsburgh Steelers last week for the Vikings. Hey, you, Christian Ponder, 25 for 42, 228, and two touchdowns on the ground. But they're calling for his head in Minnesota. They lose to the Browns. The Browns were supposed to be terrible. Vikings lose that game. AP on the ground, 25 for 88 and a touchdown. But AP owners drafting him number one, they've got – 
consistent, but nothing spectacular yet. No. You think that's a result from their offensive line, maybe their play calling? What's going on there with AP? Well, you can only do so much when they are pounding that box. And sure. that, you know, I mean, when, you, when they know that you're going to get it and you're going to get the ball, I mean, to, to do what he did last year yeah. up against that is amazing. And right. they're just not going to let it happen again this year. The teams aren't. They're going to say, Ponder, beat me. Exactly. I mean, that's like saying, Glennon, beat me. That's exactly and so, right. so, I mean, it's getting to the point where they realize they don't have a good enough quarterback. And those fans in Minnesota should be calling for his head. Sure. Because with, you're not going to get an AP again. You know, not in the next 10 years, right. 20 years. And when you have him here, you better have somebody that's going to be able to do the rest of the offense. Bingo. I agree. Uh, Minnesota playing host to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh goes down 40-23 to to the Bears on that Sunday night game. Roethlisberger did throw for 400 yards and two touchdowns, but it was basically, basically garbage time. Well, I wouldn't say garbage time. They got down 17-zip, plus they have nobody to carry the ball. So Roethlisberger, huge fantasy numbers, but they get shellacked again, 40-23. to Big news, Antonio Brown, what a game. Nine for 196 and two touchdowns huge game uh right here vegas got them right pittsburgh on the road is a one-point favorite 42 over under hang any thought about this game well i i gotta tell you pittsburgh looks terrible (laughs) terrible and if they're gonna start pulling out wins they better do it now and hopefully bell's a spark plug because i don't think roethlisberger is it I mean, yeah. I, I just don't – I don't feel like he's running the offense the way he did. And with AP in that backfield and – I mean, I like the Vikings in this game until the Steelers prove me different. Yeah. Fantasy-wise, Roethlisberger, yeah, if he's going to throw 400 yards or, and throw it 50 times, I'll start him. But they got beat 40-23, to 23, so obviously you're right. To win games, it can't be Roethlisberger throwing for 400 yards. Mm-hmm. they got to have an even dose running back, Le'Veon Bell, get Antonio Brown and Roethlisberger involved in the game. But it's got to be – more an more equal impact there. Right. I'm going to lean. I hate to do this too, but Minnesota at home. Minnesota has at least shown that they can score the ball. Their defense needs to step up a little bit, but I like them at home. I'm also liking the over. I think this number might fly over the total, dude. I really do. If Pittsburgh tries to establish Le'Veon Bell and it's not going good and they get down again, Roethlisberger's going to do the same thing he did last week. So look for me. That total is 42. Look for this game to go into the 50s. I'm going Minnesota minus the one and over the 42. Next up, we're headed to Buffalo where the Baltimore Ravens, the champion Baltimore Ravens, fly down to or up to Buffalo. Last week for the Bills, they uh, lose to the Jets 27-20. Not many fantasy stats here to talk about as we discussed. C.J. Spiller, a no-show, one fantasy point. Fred Jackson got all the love, seven carries for 72 yards on the ground. Stevie Johnson catches for six balls and 86 yards. Buffalo, as we mentioned, playing host to these Ravens. Ravens, big, big win at home against the Texans last week, 30-9. to Flacco, fantasy-wise, you can't start him, but he's doing enough to win games. He goes for 171 yards. Bernard Pierce replacing Ray Rice, 65 yards and a touchdown to Torrey Smith. Continues to pr- play pretty good. You can start him as your uh, wide receiver two or flex, five receptions for 92 yards. Hank, any fantasy stars pop out to you in this game? Not many. Yeah. I mean, with Ray Rice gone, and, you know, I think, I, I still think that these quarterbacks, Manuel's still trying to figure out, you know, his offense. I think that he's, mm-hmm. I think he's been a good start for the Yes. I mean, I think that he's been good. But like you said, you know, Flacco is not putting up numbers like you're, you're seeing with some of the top quarterbacks. I don't feel like you're going to have to rush to do this. But if CJ Spiller continues to be out and Fred Jackson is healthy, then that's not a bad flex play. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, Fred Jackson's going to get a couple carries. But, you know, from here on out, I feel like if Spiller comes back, unfortunately for me, I feel like he's going to split time now with Fred Jackson. So I wouldn't say that there's a clear cut got to start this guy. Right. So, you know. Check this out, guys. In the desert, open the number. When it came out on Sunday, 
It was Baltimore was a six-point favorite on the road. It has been bet all the way down to now Baltimore is only a three-point favorite. That's a three-point swing. That's huge when we're talking about uh, Las Vegas spreads. The over-under 44. Do you have a lane in this game, Hank? What would you do with that number? Well, you know, I, I, I think that they're going to probably be under that yeah. number. I don't think that they're going to score that much. Um, you know, the Ravens have been known for their defense in years past, and I still think there's that fear mm-hmm. when teams come in to play them. I mean, I still think they have a good one. But um, I don't like either one of these offenses, especially if Ray Rice is out. So I think that 44 or 42 goes down. I concur, buddy. If I would lean, I'd probably lean Baltimore to win the game minus the three. But I really like the under the total 43. So I'll roll right with you there. Let's go Baltimore minus the three. Buffalo under the total 44. We like this one a lot. Next up, buddy, let's Cincinnati-Cleveland. So a AFC Central Division matchup should be very nice. Last week for the Cleveland Browns, they get their first one of the game. When everybody said they couldn't do it, they do it. Uh, Hoyer, the quarterback, throws 54 times, 30 completions, 321 and three touchdowns. The thing that I really like to see, Josh Gordon back. Week three, right? He was out for his first two weeks. Dude, 10 balls, 146 and a touchdown. News on the street. Cleveland, you know, they're trying to just clear the whole team. Mm-hmm. Josh Gordon is on the trading block. They're trying New England Patriots interested. Can you imagine Josh Gordon in a Patriots uniform? No. Dude. Do you think Brady's Bra- <laughs> licking his chops at that you one? You know it. So, y'all, I mean, this, this isn't just here. Or it's hearsay, but it came from some uh, reliable sources. So, keep your ears to that one. Um, for the Cincinnati Bengals, last week they get a huge win against Green Bay, 34-30. Andy Dalton, 235 and two touchdowns. Giovanni Bernard on the on the ground, 50 yards and a touchdown. And Mohamed Sanu, 68 yards. A.J. Green, a little bit quiet fantasy numbers. He did, does get a touchdown. But, Hank. This game is in Cleveland. Cincinnati coming off the big, big win. The line opened at six and a half. It's already been bet down to four and a half. Total forty-one. I think. I think that the uh, the Bengals are doing great. I, and I hate to do this because I, I don't want to ever agree with Addison. <laughs> True. But I think the Bengals. I mean, they're they're legit this year. I, I agree, they are legit. Man. And, yes. and you know, Dalton is playing like a great quarterback. Uh-huh. So once they get Green to get in the fold, they are going to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Uh, I do like the. I mean, I liked it. That the Browns are um, uh, at home. I like that this new guy is put in the fold. Right. I don't know. You know, I don't know if this new guy can do it two weeks in a row. That's my only question. Is he had a great week? He's flying high. Yes. You got to get back in the trenches and learn what's going on. Right. I do feel like the Bengals are probably going to come in here, and it's going to be a close game. So I could I could say that the Browns may cover this game, but I think Andy Dalton's going to end up make, willing them to a win because he's a good quarterback. Sure. The thing, too, like these games against Green Bay in the past, those are the games that Cincinnati would be in and they would collapse. You know, right. they lose at the end. They've got confidence. You know what I'm saying? They, do they just beat Green Bay Packers? They were down at one point, too. They were up 14 nothing. Green Bay scores four straight touchdowns. They're down 30-17 to 17 in that game and come back and win. Cincinnati's flying high. Yep. I really like Cincinnati to go in Cleveland. Cleveland high off their win. Little letdown. Cincinnati goes in there and handles business. I think they cover the four and a half. And I'm, I'm going to lean under here. I'm going to lean under. Let's go. Cincinnati minus the four and a half under the 42. Next up, buddy. We don't really need to talk about this game, but it's on the scoreboard So here. So let's go. Indianapolis travels to Jacksonville. Okay. Jacksonville last week gets shellac 45-17 against the Seahawks. Chad Henney, 235. Who cares? Jones Drew on the ground gets a touchdown, 43 yards. Cecil Shorts now. He had to come out, come break out game here. Eight receptions for a buck 43. 
all in garbage time, though, you know, and when it was just Seattle playing kind of like prevent stuff. So Good luck, and, Jeremy. Yeah, good, good pick, Jer. Uh, they will be playing host to the Indianapolis Colts, the Colts' big win, as we mentioned before, against the 49ers. Andrew Luck, really modest fantasy game. He only scored 164 yards passing, but he led his team. He was the absolute leader. Bradshaw, 19 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Reggie Wayne, 5 for 63. Not many fantasy points in that game, but they get the huge win on the road. Right now, the number is kind of surprising. It's only seven. Indianapolis is a seven-point favorite on the road against Jacksonville, the total 42. That's not enough. (laughs) (laughs) Jacksonville is horrible. I think at the beginning of the year they said, will they or will they not? win four and a half games they will not no there's no way they will not no way um i'm with you there man i I would lean definitely indianapolis to cover this number and i'm probably gonna go i'm gonna go under the total i think i think indianapolis gets trent richardson running a little bit we'll choose some clock on my bradshaw third down back the wide receivers ailing a little bit for the colts Right. right now so uh let's lean under the total 43 but you can't bet on jacksonville right now so we're gonna go with the colts minus the seven next up buddy Nice matchup here. The Seattle Seahawks, the 3-0 and Seahawks, will travel to Houston. Uh, Houston Texans 2-1 and right now coming off that loss to the Ravens. The Seahawks, on the other hand, man, they're flying high. Russell Wilson, great game, 202 yards, four touchdowns, most of them in the first half. Marshawn Lynch runs hard, 17 for 69. They, I don't even think he played in the second half, you know. Um, Golden Tate, 5 for 88. Not a bad get, uh, day, 45 points for the Seahawks offense. That was fantastic. Houston, on the other hand, they played Baltimore. Um, not such a good day. They let me find them over here, buddy. I just like watching Seattle play. Yeah, and they're just fun to watch. They really are. They really and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. If, wow. If Kaepernick wouldn't have gone, you know, that deep in the playoffs, you know, last year, I think. I, I mean, they they're playing them off each other in commercials and everything. Mm-hmm. I think Wilson's the real deal, where Kaepernick could not be. Yeah. And um, I just love watching them play. I do too. Wilson seems like he's got a. I'm not saying this in a throw off on Kaepernick, but. He's got a better awareness or like a better head on his shoulder. Like, right. You know what I mean? It yeah. just seems like he's not he's not going to make a mistake. Where Kaepernick, eh, you kind of wonder right. he might make a mistake. Right. Uh, last week for the uh, Texans, bad bad game. They lose thirty to nine. Um, Shab terrible game. One hundred ninety four yards through a couple picks. Arian Foster twelve for fifty four. The, the, what I worry about Foster is he had the fifty four yards in the by the second quarter. He didn't get another yard in the second half. I didn't watch the game. So I don't know really what happened, but Ben Tate, you would think if Foster only got 54 yards, Ben Tate's going to get a bunch. He only had 40 yards. Well, when so you're anyway. down like that, though, you know, I mean, you're airing Maybe the ball so. out. That's, so that's true. Let's hope for your sake that that was <laughs> Let, Let's do, because I do own Arian Foster. All right, buddy. So in Houston right now, it opened at a pick. <clears throat> Seattle has now been bet up to a three-point favorite. The total is 42-and-a-half. That has been bet down from 45. Big game in Houston. Can Houston get it done against these 3-0 and o Seahawks? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'd, I mean, I don't think that they're going to get it done. I think the Seahawks are have a mission this year, and it's to go out and win games, win championships, and play hard. And Russell Wilson is the kind of guy that's going to do it. I think that with the point going up, I think Vegas even sees the fact that Seattle could go in there and, and right. take care of business. So I like Seattle going in there and getting the job done. I do too, man. Houston really relies typically on their running backs, and Arian Foster and Ben Tate. This Seattle defense, dude, they don't let anybody run against them. No. You know, I mean, they're going to shut them down. Plus, their defensive backs, if Andre Johnson um, is hurt and can't play, I mean, he probably will play, but he's a little banged up. The defensive, uh, the secondary for Seattle, they're the 
they might be the best of all time. These dudes are sick nasty. Yeah. So I can really see Seattle going here and taking care of Houston relatively easy. The number is three. I can see him winning by at least ten. I'm going to go Seattle minus the three, and I'm going to lean under the total 43. Next up, buddy, we'll go to Tampa Bay, where Tampa Bay plays host to the Arizona Cardinals. All right, we already talked about it. Mike Glennon's first game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can he get it done here? Vegas got the number set. Tampa Bay is a three-point favorite. However, this number posted before the Glennon uh, they just that just happened this morning, so I don't know if this number will be updated right now. Tampa Bay is a three-point favorite Arizona, over Arizona, and the total is forty-one. Give it to me, Hank. I mean, this one's going to be tough to predict with the new quarterback coming in. But what do you think? I, I'm, <clears throat> I would stay away from it. I mean, yeah, I sure. wouldn't even take it because I don't think you know. I, I don't think Glennon's going to come in and have a great game. I mean, you know, to come in as a, a rookie and see that is, that kind of speed happen in front of you, I don't think he's going to have a good game. So. I would, if I were sitting here today, I would say the Cardinals plus three right now is the bet to take because I don't think Glennon's going to be able to pull it off. You know, I'm going to go contrarian here. You know, I'm known as a contrarian. Exactly. I kind of dig the contrarian bets. Here's the thought. You know, Tampa Bay – Last week, shellac, 23-3 against the Patriots. Dougie, Dougie Fresh, Martin goes for 88 yards, catches a couple of balls. But really on offense, they do nothing. Will they rally? You know, for, you know, I don't know what Freeman was like in the locker room. Maybe the dudes don't like Freeman. Maybe he's not that much of a leader. Maybe Glennon comes in here, the fresh-faced guy from Raleigh, North Carolina, and they say, all right, dude, let's rally around this kid. Could that happen, Hank? Am I just being overly optimistic, or could that happen? <laughs> do they ride horses on the field? No, they do not. Okay? So the reality of it is, oh, is they are not playing good as a team. Yes. They have a rookie quarterback that is going to step in in an ailing team and try to pull off a victory. I hope for your sake <laughs> that that puppy dogs and cotton candy view that you hey, see. Hey, rainbows. Out of, I see rainbows. Hey, I hope buddy. it works for you, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I hear you, buddy. It's tough to go uh, with Tampa Bay. I agree. But let's, I really do like this total. I mean, you got a new quarterback coming in. The total's at 41. A lot of Doug Martin in this game. Tampa Bay's secondary against Carson Palmer and his weapons, they got Darrell Revis. They got the, they're, they're not bad. Right. Let's go under. I like under a lot in this. I'm not going to make this the game of the week or the, the bet of the week, but we're going to lean under here in this That's 41. Fine. Let's go. <laughs> Next up, buddy, we're going to travel to Detroit Rock City where the Detroit Lions will play host to the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears riding high right now, 3-0. and Jay Cutler, the resurgence in Jay Cutler has been unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Making the right decision, getting the ball out quickly. He looked phenomenal against the Steelers. Let me give you his numbers. Last week for the Bears, Cutler goes 20 for 30 for a buck 59 and a touchdown. But what he's doing is he's leading this team to wins. Forte, 87 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Marshall, 5 for 52. They are going to travel to Detroit. And now Detroit's kind of got it going on a little bit now too, Hank. Yep. They, uh, they beat the Redskins on the road, 27-20. Stafford, huge fantasy numbers as he always does. It seems like he always goes over 300. 385 and two touchdowns. Jacques Bell, or whatever his name is, great performance, 20 carries, 63 yards and a touchdown, plus 50-some yards receiving. Nate Burleson, the pizza man, that's what we'll call him for now. <laughs> the How many pizza pizzas man. do you think he got at his house <laughs> last night? Uh, six receptions for a buck 16, and Calvin Johnson catches two touchdowns as well. So this offense is clip- clicking. Detroit's uh, defense playing better too. Right now, Vegas, Detroit. At home is favored by a field goal. Minus three, the total 48. Hey, can Detroit break Chicago's win streak? I hope so, because I don't like Cutler. 
I got to <laughs> tell you, this is personal for me. You know, I, I, I love the way that they're playing. And, I mean, I like the way that the Bears are playing. I mean, it is good to see them playing well. Um, I think it's going to be tough to stop either one of their offenses. I think that they're going to both play, come in there and play very well. That's why I was looking at the total, because mm-hmm. if both of them go in and score – they're going to hit that total. I think it's at 47 somewhere in yes, there. Yes, it's been bet up one point to 48. So, I mean, I know that's a lot, but if you have two explosive offenses and you know Cutler likes to go down the field yeah. and you know Stafford likes to go to – we could. I mean, we could see big numbers in this game. So, I like the over. I love the over, over Hank. I also like Detroit minus the three at home. I think Chicago comes down to earth a little bit, and this is a huge game for Detroit. This is a, a – a, conference or division matchup um detroit can't get far too far behind chicago so they need to get a win and they will get a win at home let's go detroit minus the three and this thing flies over the total 48 i like to see 35 to 32 something in that area next up buddy kansas city i think they're three and oh two aren't they yes kansas city chiefs three and oh playing host to the O and three giants at the beginning of the year you might have thought it would have been turned around the O and three chiefs against the three and oh giants but no not so fast we're going here kc last week they beat the eagles 26 to 16 alex smith if you need a fantasy quarterback to sub in as a quarterback to, let's say, you know, this week on buys, we've got the Carolina Panthers and the Green Bay Packers. If you need a substitute or a replacement quarterback, Alex Smith is not a bad replacement. He goes for 273, no picks, solid, not spectacular, but solid. Jamal Charles on the ground, 20 for 92 and a touchdown. I like Jamal Charles a lot better than C.J. Spiller. You know, we were at the very beginning of the year. Appreciate that. <laughs> we were like, Jamal Charles, Spiller, who do we right. take? Charles having a much better he year. Is, and is. Donnie Avery, a Donnie Avery sighting. Seven receptions for a buck 41. Great, great game. Uh, these 3-0 and Chiefs will play host to the Giants. These Giants, there's not really much to talk about. The Panthers, can you do a growl like Addison can? I would rather not do anything <laughs> like Addison can. <laughs> Point taken. They uh, get just destroyed, thirty-eight to nothing against the Panthers. Uh, Manning went twelve for twenty-three for hundred and nineteen yards. I don't think Eli's thrown for that less of yards probably probably ever in his life. Right? You know, we're just Pop Warner, high school. He's thrown for over one hundred nineteen yards. Unbelievable. Uh, David Wilson on the ground, eleven for thirty-nine, and Reuben Randall two for forty. Nothing happening for the Giants' offense last week. Do they get it turned around on the road, Hank? The number right now, Kansas City is a four-point favorite, total 44. I think that they do. I think the Giants are too good of a team. They're well-coached. Their their leadership is too good. They've got great weapons. I just think they just aren't hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. It, is going to be, it is going to be just a game or two before they get back on track, and I see this being the game. I like them coming back and putting on at least somewhat of a show mm-hmm. and telling people we're not out of this. We're yet. not dead yet. We're not out of this thing yet. Sure. I like them. Hank's calling for an outright win for Giants this week. You know, buddy, I'm right there with you. We are on the same page today. Uh, the Giants plus the four, they're pissed. <laughs> they are pissed. They and are. Giants fans are pissed, too. My thought here, and I'm not saying this just because I'm a David Wilson owner, Get the dude involved in the offense. He's there probably. Victor Cruz, a great offensive weapon. David Wilson has a skill set that there's not too many running backs have it. Give him the ball. If he fumbles, hey, cut him a little bit of a break. Just give him the ball. He's going to have to get more than 10 carries. You've got to give him 
18 to 20 carries. Throw it to them out of the backfield. If they do, New York Giants will get this win outright against the Kansas City Chiefs. Our upset of the day, New York Giants plus the four against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm going to lean over the 44. Get him involved, <laughs> says the David Wilson owner. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next up, two more games to go. This is the 4 o'clock kick. Actually, there's a few more games than that. We've got a 4 o'clock game, the New York Jets against the Tennessee Titans. The 2-1 and one New York Jets led by uh, Geno Smith. Everybody's surprised right now. I can't believe this is happening. Take on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, last week for the Tennessee Titans, we saw Jake Locker lead a comeback, if I'm not mistaken. Let me find these guys here. 20-17 to 17 over the Chargers. Locker. 299 and a touchdown. Chris Johnson on the ground, 90 yards on 19 carries, and Nate Washington, 8 for 131. We'll fly through this one, Hank. New York Jets right now are a four-point dog on the road against Tennessee. Total, 39. I like I like them scoring. I, I mean, I know that they they haven't proven to be great offensive weapons. I mean, you know, but um, I think right now it's at 39. 39, yep. 39. I like the over in that one. But I just think that uh, Geno Smith is, you know, there's still a lot of errors, errors to his game. Mm-hmm. And so you might see a couple of defensive touchdowns or one, you know, one or two defensive touchdowns, which think that I think that they're going to take it over the over. But, you know, if they can get these things, it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a close game. But yeah. I think I like the over. If you had to pick up a defense this week with Tennessee or the Jets, which one would you pick up out of these two teams or would you pick up either of these? Uh, Tennessee or the Jets? I don't know if I'd pick up. I mean, either either one. The Jets are proven that they can win ball games and they're you know I mean that they're doing it with you know some of their defense but I think I'd rather lean towards some others got it Hank's going over I'm going to lean under I think it's a heavy dose of blow pow and Chris <laughs> and Chris Johnson so I think that clock keeps running Tennessee at home plays a little bit more conservative I'm going to lean under the total 39 and I think I'm going to go the Jets plus the four too I think this game is a field goal game it'll be close so give me the dog Jets plus the three plus the four Next up, buddy, San Diego. San Diego hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys playing good ball right now. They're 2-1. and one. Um, Last week for the Cowboys, who they survived. They beat the Rams 31-7. Romo, nice day. 2-10 and three touchdowns. DeMarco Murray, monster day. 26 carries, a buck 75 and a touchdown. Jason Witten for 67 yards uh, through the air. They're playing the San Diego Chargers, who put up a pretty good fight against the Titans. Phillip Rivers comes back to earth a little bit. Uh, let me get his stat line. 20 for 24, a buck 84 and a touchdown. Ryan Matthews actually gets 16 carries but only gets 58 yards out of those carries. Thank and, you. And Antonio Gates continues his touchdown, Terry. Gets another touchdown on five receptions for 55 yards. Hank, San Diego playing good. Dallas playing really good. Right now it opened as a pick em. It's been bet up to San, uh, Dallas minus the two. Total, 47. I like I like Dallas winning this game. I like them covering. I think that they're going to come in and do it. I think Philip Rivers is trying to turn his you know turn his year around. I mean, trying to turn his career sure, around. I sure. mean, he had that little dip the last two years. Yep. I think he's doing a good job. I think they're playing well. They cannot do it without getting a running game established, which Ryan Matthews, unfortunately for my team, is not doing that. But yeah. Tony Romo, Demarco Murray, that team is playing well. I like them coming in there. What do you think about the total? Forty six. Um, I think they're still going to both score. I do but, too. You know, I mean, I, I think it's going to be close. I don't see it as like the one that we said would blow out, but I yeah. do think that they're going to both score. So I think that, that the total's probably probably in jeopardy. To probably go close. Yeah. Good call. I like Dallas here to get it done on the road. San Diego proving that they can compete, but still not ready to beat teams of the caliber of Dallas Cowboys, I believe. The other thing I wanted to point out, just a waiver wire wonder, or he might already be picked up, San Diego Chargers, you know, Malcolm Floyd's a little bit banged up. Now they got Eddie Royal a little bit banged up. There's a dude there named Vincent Brown, guys. Vincent Brown, he's only been thrown to 10, 10 targets so far this year. 
Look for him to have a field day against the Dallas secondary. This will be my waiver wire wonder. I mean, he's probably out there. And if he's not, you know, just keep your eye on him. I like Vincent Brown this week. Also really love the over in this game. Let's go over the 46 and Dallas minus the two. Next up, we're going to Oakland. Uh, Hank's team, the Oakland Raiders, off their, you know, not too bad of a performance against the Denver Broncos Monday night. Um, the big question here is, will Terrell Pryor play? These Raiders are hosting the Washington Redskins. You've got a Terrell Pryor, if he plays as quarterback, and an RG3, two comparable quarterbacks. I mean, almost identical kind of games going up against each other. It should be a fun contest. Oakland right now um, – is a three and a half point dog, but the number in Vegas is off the off the board until they uh, announce if Terrell Pryor will play or not. So let's uh, we'll go with this three and a half number, and the total is forty five. Much going on in this game, fantasy wise, Hank. I don't think so. I mean, I think that um, there's still a lot of questions around Washington Redskins and RG three. I think that it's tough to pick, you know, to pick them as yeah. uh, you know they're going to have any standouts. I do think Darren McFadden, if Flynn plays. He's going to probably have a pretty decent game. So mm-hmm. let's let's say that he is going to be somebody that you want to look at starting if Flynn starts. Absolutely. And just another little bit of information here. Washington Redskins, they're 0-3, right? I think everybody, and even Vegas, has got the number set. So they, everybody thinks that they're going to come back with RG3. Oh, they're going to come back. It's just a matter of time till they get it going. Well, guys, I don't believe so. I don't either. I, I think Washington is due for a horrendous year. Uh, there's t- turmoil there. The coaches telling the quarterback to do something. The quarterback wants to do something else. I don't like the Redskins at all. I like the Raiders in this spot, especially if Terrell Pryor plays. Give me the three and a half all day long. I'll take it, and I'm going to go over the total, too. Skins get down 17, 24 to three. They always seem to come back in the second half and put a lot of points up. But I really like the Raiders. Grant, if long as Terrell Pryor plays, right. plus the three and a half. Next up, 4.30 game. This should be a fun game to watch, too. We got Philadelphia traveling across the country to the Peyton Manning-led Denver Broncos. Last week for the Broncos, Peyton does what he always does. He goes for 374, 32 for 37, and three touchdowns. Unbelievable. And he, his guy he threw to last week, Eric Decker, eight for a buck, 33, and a touchdown. Hank has them both. Now, next week it could be different. You know, Peyton White, Welker might be next week, right. or it might be Demarius Thomas. Right. You never know, but Peyton – this is, I mean, he's fantastic, but I don't remember him ever. He's just so accurate. I know he's always been this accurate, but it just stands out to me now. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable. This guy is a surgeon. You know, when, and then when they talk about where he places his throws and they slow it down, is absolutely amazing. Right. When they show it back shoulder, yeah. you know, back hip, whatever it is, it is really unbelievable what they do so true uh denver playing host to these philadelphia eagles last week for the eagles as we mentioned vic and mccoy both get banged up they lose 26 to 16 vic only 201 and a touchdown mccoy had a very solid day he might be your number one running back in the league fantasy wise 20 carries for a buck 58 and a touchdown he went for a buck 70 something the week before sick numbers but does Philadelphia have enough? Listen to what Vegas got the number set at, Hank. It opened at 13. Now it's been bet down to 11. That's a lot of points they are at home. And the total, 58? Yikes. Whoa. What you think? Well, I got to tell you, the Broncos are a scoring machine. Exactly. But they can't do this forever. They, I mean, you know, they're going to have a bad game every once in a while. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is they let the Raiders come in and score some points. Mm-hmm. So – I think 11 is a huge number. So I think that the Eagles are going to come in there. They're going to score enough to be competitive. Yes. I think that the Broncos are going to win. But I think the Eagles, you know, that gimmick style that they're playing, I, I think it works well. If 
if I could do go back in time, I would take McCoy instead of C.J. Spiller right, right now. Sure. But I think they're going to go in there and score. I think it's going to be a closer game than 11 yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I think that's the safe bet of yeah. the afternoon games. Yeah. I like that too. I like Philadelphia keeping it close. That total, 58, I don't remember ever seeing a total that high, to be quite honest. Oregon. <laughs> yeah, we're not playing college ball here, but you're right. Oregon in, in the college uh, football have totals way over that. But, I mean, 58, I think I'm going over on that. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, nobody's slowed down Denver yet. Philadelphia's no. defense stinks. Philadelphia gets down big. They got to put points on the board to keep it close. I'm going to lean over the total, and I'm with Hank. I like Philadelphia a lot plus the 11. All right, Sunday night game, pretty good matchup here. We've got the New England Patriots on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. Last week for the Falcons, they fall to 1-2. and two. Nobody thought the Falcons would be 1-2 and two right now, I guarantee you. Uh, Matt Ryan, 23 for 38, 231 and two touchdowns. Jacquez Rogers on the ground with 86 yards, and Julio Jones continues to get it done through the air. Nine for a buck 15. They will play host to those Patriots. Patriots win 23-3. to three. Brady, 225 and two touchdowns. Ho-hum for him. LeGarrette Blunt, 65 yards on the ground, and the rookie uh, – Wide receiver Andrew, or it's Dobson, seven for 52. Right now, buddy, this game, Atlanta is favored, Hank. Atlanta is favored at home. I got a minus two. The total was 50. What you got? I think the Patriots are going to come out upset. At least Tom Brady is. And I think they're going to, they're going to play good football. On the you know on this Sunday night, yeah, I think that these receivers better pull it together. If Gronk's there, he's going to get his numbers. Yeah. I mean, heck, they've got to get somebody out there to help Brady, and he isn't going to tolerate. He's too good of a quarterback. So I think that that two and a half is in jeopardy. Is it two and a half? It's two, I got two. Okay. It looks like two. I, I think that two's in jeopardy because I think that they're going to they've got to do something now. Um, I think if the Falcons had their running game in order, it'd be an easy bet to take them. Mm-hmm. But I like the Patriots. All right, buddy, I'm going to go against you here. I'm going to lean because Atlanta's 1-2 and two and they, they're at home. Atlanta plays really good at home, right? Mm-hmm. I think they get this win. They squeak it out. I, this is a field goal game to me, so I think they cover the two. Look for Atlanta, and I'm praying that they – Matt Ryan targets Roddy White a couple times. If you just go to Julio the whole damn game, you know, their offense isn't balanced. They don't have that – their running back situation, as you mentioned, is right. a little up in the air. Look for Roddy White to get some looks and – Tom Brady with Gronkowski back in the game. Their offense, because they've only been scoring. Patriots normally scoring 40 points, 30. Right. They're scoring in the 20s. Gronk gets back in the game. They kind of get it going. I love the over in this contest. Atlanta at home, they fly in New England with Gronk back. This thing's going to fly over the total 49. Let's look for 65 points in this game, ladies and gentlemen. I lean Atlanta minus the two and over the 50. Last but not least, in Monday Night Football, the New Orleans Saints, who are playing very, very well, are playing host to the Miami Dolphins, who are playing even better. Miami 3-0, unbelievable. They beat the Falcons 27-23. Tannehill, 236, two touchdowns. Lamar Miller on the ground, 62 yards. And Brian Hartline continues to be a touchdown machine, 56 yards and a touchdown for the Saints last week. Let me find the Saints. I think they started a little slow. They kind of pick it up at the end. Who they play, Hank? You remember? They, they got the Cardinals, thirty-one to seven. Drew Brees, three forty-two and three touchdowns. Uh, Jimmy Graham, best tight end in the league, bar none. Nine receptions, one hundred thirty-four yards, and two touchdowns. This will be an interesting Monday night game. I don't think Miami's played Monday night football in a long time. They're three and zero. New Orleans Saints, three and zero. Undefeated teams. The Saints at home. 
opened at three, all the way up to six and a half now. Woo, people in Vegas like the Saints. Total 47. Go ahead, Hank. I like the over. I think that they're going to score some points. I think Miami's playing well enough. It's not a hoax. Get through three weeks. I think it's it's going to be a good game. But once Peyton and Breeze get on that same page, and now that he's back coaching and calling plays and everything, they're going to go back to two years ago, and he is going to have a good year. You know, yep. He's going to have a next year. So they may score 45. I'm not going to say that it's going to be a tight game. They might score 45, but the Dolphins are going to get, you know, 20 on them because I think they're playing well enough to get it. So I like the over in this one. All right, buddy. I'm digging the over, too. Monday night football, both New Orleans Saints, they they love to under the limelight. They Monday night want to score 100 points during this game. And Miami's playing very, very well. I lean over the total, too. And I'm going with the Saints. I think the Saints got too much offense for this Miami team to keep up with. So I'm going to go New Orleans minus the six and a half, and let's fly over the total. Good job, Hank. That wraps up the Fantasy 45, the fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football. Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor. Hi, I'm Champions Tour player Kenny Perry. Please join me in a fantastic field of Champions Tour players for the 11th annual Greater Hickory TF Classic at Rock Barn, October the 14th through the 20th. Weekly ground badges are just $50. Individual tickets are $20 per day with proceeds going to charity. Get your tickets today at greaterhickorykiaclassic.com. Thank you to our sponsor, the uh, Greater Hickory Classic at Rock Barn, sponsored by Kia. Can't wait. Just a couple weeks away. Can't wait to be out there. Hank, you going to make it? I'm going to try to. Good. Look forward to seeing you out there. Uh, next segment, we're going to open up. We're going to call this to trade or not to trade, but we're going to put a little twist on it. Uh, Hank, really what I want you to do, I'm going to call out two players that have either kind of struggled uh, at the beginning of the year or excelled, and you tell me who you think might have the best rest of the season. You ready? Right. Let's roll. David Wilson or Roddy White? Who will have the better rest of the season here, 2013? Well, you know, right when you asked that question, I said Roddy White. I, I mean, out of I, just sitting here thinking, I'm thinking Roddy White. But the New England Giants are going to have to get David Wilson involved for them to have a good year. So if they get it back on track, I think David Wilson's going to have a good year. But the same for Roddy White. So I like Roddy White for the rest of the year right. because I think Matt Ryan's going to be solid. I think his weapons around him are solid. So at some point, he's going to have to get involved, and he's going to put up solid numbers. So I say Roddy White. Hank, I love it. Both both players, just like you said, people are probably trying to make you trades for these guys right now, giving you doo-doo for these dudes. Do not sell low. Hold on to these guys because these guys have the skill sets to perform and be fantasy stars still. So I like them both. I'm going to lean a little bit to David Wilson because I'm thinking that they got to get him going for the Giants. If we think the Giants are going to come back, they're going to have to get Wilson right. going. But I like Roddy White as well. So both players, look for him to really pick it up in the next part, the next few weeks, okay? Next up, Hank, Ryan Matthews or Bilal Powell? Who would you rather got have? Them both. <laughs> you I do got have them both. both, don't you? I've got them both. If you, you know, if you only could keep one, who would you keep? I got to tell you, at this point, Bilal Powell has turned into – a must-start, kind of we talked about yeah. earlier. You know, Ryan Matthews has underperformed year in and year out. So you can only you can only call somebody ugly so long before they know that they're ugly. Sure. And Ryan Matthews is ugly. Yeah. So at this point, I'd say roll with Powell. His team is, you know, performing. He's getting 100 yards. Ivory is gone. So he's your man of use. Well said. The other case for Bilal Powell. Against Ryan Matthews, Ryan Matthews got Ronnie Brown is playing all the third down backs, and and Danny Woodhead 
rushed more times than Ryan Matthews did last week. So anyway, Bilal Powell all day long. To be quite honest, I would maybe try to move Ryan Matthews. If I had an opportunity to get some value, I might try to trade Ryan Matthews at this point. So anyway, we're Bilal Powell fans here. Next up, oh, here's another one. This one's a little bit different. We've got Vincent Jackson for Hakeem Nicks. Who's going to have the better year moving forward now with Glennon? Throwing and you know what, what do you think? I can't believe we're talking about this. This is this is unbelievable <laughs> to to think that Glennon is going to be the distinguishing factor in this guy's the rest of his year is ridiculous. I think Nick's is going to be the man, but Manning's going to get back on track. That yeah. team's going to get back on track, and he's going to get his. Yeah. So I would say Hakeem all day. You heard it here. I'm going to say this is closer than Hank's making it seem, though. Hakeem Nix, uh, the second right wide receiver there behind Victor Cruz. Vincent Jackson, he, he might turn out to be like Glennon's like, go-to. You know, Glennon's going to need like a go-to dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. so maybe Vincent Jackson runs like five-yard outs and sits there and Glennon hits him. So I'm not going to give up on Vincent Jackson. It's looking bleak. But I'm probably going to take a little bit more Vincent Jackson than Hakeem Nicks. It's going to take a lot of two-yard slants. It's going to take a ton of them. (laughs) All right, buddy, a couple more of these. This is a pretty good one. We just talked about how Josh Gordon is excelling. He's got the potential to maybe even play for another team. We've got on the Giants side, Victor Cruz, a number one wide receiver there. Eli's really go-to guy. He always looks for Victor Cruz. Who would you rather have moving forward, Victor Cruz or Josh Gordon? I'd say both of them are standout and could have a blowout game at any point. Yeah. But – you know, you really got to look at – at this point, you got to look at the quarterback thrown to him. I know in this last hour we've really talked about how the Giants are going to come up – you know, start to pick it up a little bit. I think Eli Manning is going to use Victor Cruz. Who knows what this new quarterback in, the, in Cleveland's going to do? Who knows if he's going to be good, bad, what he's going to do? If he gets on the Patriots team, obviously he's going to be used well. But if I had to gamble on who was going to have better numbers at the end of the year, Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz, more solid. Josh Gordon, maybe a little bit more upside, but the quarterback play, you just never know. So, very good job. Good job there. All right, this is a good one, Hank. All right, buddy. Um, with Rob Gronkowski coming back, okay, coming back into the fold, not, don't know really what to expect, but we expect from his past performances at least a touchdown a game, right. solid performances. This Jordan Cameron in Cleveland, he's putting up a touchdown a game. He looks like Jimmy Graham part two. Right. Would, and Jordan Cameron is everybody starting him. If you got him, you've been starting him as your tight end one. Would you, moving forward, you going to put your eggs with Gronkowski with his injury, or are you going to roll with Jordan Cameron moving forward? Who do you think you like better there? I think if I had them both, I'd trade Gronk. And, yeah. Because I feel like on the Browns, when you have a struggling or a questionable and, – and he's not a struggling quarterback. Right. But from here, from going out, he is – a target, and he looks probably as big as a wall to this, you know, to this new quarterback in Cleveland. Right. They are going to throw to him all the time. He I is agree. a safety valve for them. So I would say that he is going to be a good, a good pick. You can get value for Gronk if you have him too. So I would stick with my man in Cleveland. Boom! What you said about trading Gronk, I would do it right now. You know, I'd say before it even get. If I had Jordan Cameron, I'd do the same thing. Put Gronk out there. Maybe you can trade him for a wide receiver two. Maybe you can get a running back. Maybe you get a Giovanni Bernard. You get something. Blau pal. A Blau pal. <laughs> Maybe go ahead and pull that trigger. But I like Jordan Cameron too. I think I would stay put. Good call. Good job there, Hank. All right, next one, bud. We got a Tory Smith Baltimore Raven for a Stevie Johnson Buffalo Bill. Moving forward, they're both scoring about the same amount of points every week. Who you going with for the rest of the year? 
That, I mean, I, I would say that's probably even. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I really can't see any difference. I think that they probably get used about the same amount. Um, Flacco's not going to put up, you know, huge numbers. EJ Emanuel is going to have this great game, bad game kind of thing going on. So, I mean, I, I would feel comfortable starting either one of them. But if I had to pick one, I would probably pick Torrey Smith. He's a big, deep threat, and he's going to probably put up a bigger number every once in a while. Right. And so I would pick him. Me too. Torrey Smith for me as well. You got Flacco throwing to him. EJ Manuel throwing to Stevie Johnson. I'm going to take Flacco nine out of ten times. Let's go with Torrey Smith there. Last but not least, to you Raider fans, this is a pretty good one too. Darren McFadden, all the skill set, all the potential in the world, got to get the ball. Giovanni Bernard for the Cincinnati Bengals, just he looks like a superstar in the making. Moving forward for the rest of the year with Darren McFadden, with Giovanni Bernard. Bernard. I think it's hard to watch a team that at every single turn is excelling and not want a piece of that puzzle. And so with Andy Dalton playing so well and they get the receivers going, you know, when Green gets more involved, they're going to have to respect that. They're going to have to respect the quarterback. It's going to open up the running lanes. Right. So, you know, as we're looking in Oakland, although they've got some good stuff going on, he's not performing now. Right. I would say stick with my man in Cincinnati. Love it. I'm the same thing, uh, same way, dude. The, I don't know if you remember this dude from last year, Cincinnati Bingo. He played in the slot like a Wes Welker kind of clone. His name was Hawkins, like Andrew Hawkins, lightning fast. Do you remember this dude? Yeah, I do. Well, he got hurt. He's supposed to be back. He's not even played. He gets back in this offense in two weeks, maybe three. A.J. Green, Muhammad Sanu, you got this Hawkins dude. You got the tight ends, Gresham and Ever and Bernard in the back. Dude, this team could win the Super Bowl. So I am all in on Giovanni Bernard as well. I, I like him moving forward. A touchdown a game. He's definitely a flex play. He might even move up to your RB2 play as the year progresses. So good call, Giovanni Bernard, all day long. All right, buddy, that wraps up to trade or not to trade. And before we wrap up the show, we do have one question I want to hit you with. We'll jump into the fantasy formula fan bag. And uh, this question comes from our own Magic Hands, Chris Fry. Thanks, Magic Hands, for uh, participating in the fantasy formula today. His question, Hank, I'm going to throw it to you. Which former powerhouse with an MVP, MVP quarterback is <laughs> – I can't read this word – is uh, worse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is worse this year, the Giants or the Steelers? So which former powerhouse team with an MVP quarterback is worse this year, the Giants or the Steelers? I think that they both look horrible. I think if you looked at them both last week, you'd say the Giants look worse. I think moving forward and for this year, when you look at the snapshot of the year, I think Pittsburgh's going to be the worst team. I think think the Giants are going to get it back on board. I don't know if Roethlisberger is is feeling or what's going on there, but – I know Eli Manning's going to pull it together. Right. You know, so at the end of the year, I would say we're going to see the Giants have a better year. Pittsburgh, sorry, buddy. Terrible towel going down. (laughs) Sorry. Thank you, Hank. And I wanted to make sure – that's a good answer. I wanted to make sure everybody knew the Panthers do have a bye this week. That's big. That's Cam on the bench. You got D'Angelo on the bench. If you start Steve Smith, he's on the bench. Also – Green Bay with a bye. That's Aaron Rodgers starters. You've got Randall Cobb on the bench. You've got James Jones, Jordy Nelson. Uh, so y'all take that into consideration when you're starting your team. And a Panther question for you. I know you're a Panther fan. Panthers get their first win last week. They're off this week. Their next game, I'm trying to find their schedule here, um, do they continue the run? They played great at home against the Giants. Do they keep this thing up? Can they get back into playoff contention? I think they can, just 
I mean, to see D'Angelo Williams run the way he did in that game was awesome. To see Cam having fun and, yep. and playing well was awesome. Arizona called us at 4.05 game, not this week, but the following week. They can get that win. Right, right. I think the Giants played terrible. So what the Panthers need to do is not realize that they're the best team in the country right now. Right. I think that they're a good team and they can build off of that. But a lot of times you see that 30-something to 0 victory and you think, man, we are gets good. Big. Yep. So I think the bottom line is, is they have an opportunity to go beat Arizona. But it's going to be a tough game. So I like them. I like yeah. them going in that game. Yeah. I do. Think about it. They could be – Legitimately three and zero. You know that first game against Seattle, they played so well, fumbled at the five yard line right. with a couple minutes to go against Buffalo. They take the lead. They've got the lead going. With, they got to go eighty yards with a minute to go, and they give it up. So anyway, this team is better than their record. Sure. I like them too. I like them getting back into the playoff hunt. So anyway, Hank, what a great job today. Thank you for filling in. Thank you for having me. And I do want to. Uh, our best wishes go out to Addison's family. His dad's having a little bit of uh, surgery today. I think everything's going to be cool. Good but, luck with that. Yeah, exactly. So we're thinking about you, Addison. Um, and fantasy fanatics, keep on listening. We look forward to talking to you next week. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.